Welcome back to our 90th episode of the Launcher Farm Show. We interview Linda Schneider with Fast Newsletters. In this episode, Linda and I talk about why every agent should be using a newsletter in their business and how to get started with one. Linda also shares how much value a well-crafted newsletter can actually bring to your business when done correctly. We also talk about what things you should have in your newsletter to ensure you build relationships and actually convert sales. Linda also shares a super easy way to get your audience on your newsletter and why you should always be looking to add more people to it. Plus, we talk about how to get more from your farm by layering in a newsletter with your other marketing strategies. And we talk about a ton of other ideas that you can use to grow your geographic farm. So be sure to check out this episode, like and subscribe, and enjoy the episode with Linda. Welcome back to another episode of the Launcher Farm Show. I'm your host, Ryan Smith, and today we've got a great guest. It's Linda Schneider from Fast Newsletters. Linda is an amazing, awesome person. I've been using her products and services for a long time. I love her products, and we're going to dive into what she does, how you can be using newsletters in your business. So Linda, take a second, tell us a bit about yourself and, and why you're here. Okay, my name is Linda Schneider, and I've been doing these uh, newsletters for a long time in the real estate industry, starting with my own business. And... Uh, working with Buyer for Lonely and then uh, Terry Hunnefield kind of bringing up the, the through the history of uh, newsletters in the real estate industry in general, and then kind of took over the whole idea of developing newsletters that have a lot of personality. Mm. Um, and, you know, so coming from a real estate background and then a real estate training background, and then into newsletters and newsletter marketing, um, that sort of brings me up to where I'm at today. Awesome. So, you obviously have been in the business, you were an agent yourself, and then are you still an agent or are you, are you just focusing on the... the... No, I'm not an agent anymore. Awesome. So you've been I, I sure, on this. sort of wish I had been the last few <laughs> years, but uh, you know, it's just, I can't divide my attention that much. Yeah. So talk to us about the, about the beginning. You shared kind of your, your background. What made you get into that space? Because it's, it's definitely a unique avenue to get into. So how did you get into that? Uh, I got into that because when I first got into real estate, I had a broker who told me just to go knock on doors and meet people. And when I met them, put them on my newsletter list. And that was her whole marketing plan. <laughs> uh, and, you know, it worked and it would work today. It's it's yeah. the basics and they work. And uh, I started sending the newsletters. And I think, in fact, you and I did a, a conversation, gosh, six, seven years ago. Yeah. Um, and I told this story and I'm trying to remember it now, but it was, um, I had built up a, a small database and in those days, you know, real estate was selling for like 50 to $70,000. That was the average, at least in my area in Salt Lake city at the time. And, uh, I built up a small database. And when I moved, I was able to then sell that mm. little database. And I'm thinking it was like $22,000, something like that. Um, and so for me, I had the proof, all the proof I needed that newsletters worked. Now, in those days, we didn't do email. Uh, so it was all physical mailed, snail mailed newsletters, yep. which I still think work the best. Yes. Uh, but they're very expensive, uh, especially when you start to get into a large list marketing plan. Yeah. Um, but that's how I got started in newsletters and why I believe so passionately in them. And then that dovetailed with other uh, newsletter programs that I came across over the years. Yeah. And I think newsletters is one of the things that newer agents have heard that, oh, they're, they're dead. They don't work. They're not. It's old school that the print doesn't work. It's too expensive. And the truth is, 
I've always said this in all my training is that good newsletters work and, and bad newsletters don't and good content and good quality stuff will always resonate, will always work. And the stuff that a lot of agents send out, which is my opinion, fluff and junk doesn't get the return. And, and there's a lot of agents out there who just don't really put any thought into their newsletters. So I want to kind of break it down into some of the basics of, of newsletters and why isn't should be using them. So talk to us about why newsletters are important and why they're important for agents to be. Uh, yeah. And I'm glad you brought that up about the, you know, things that people send there's, there's email marketing and then there's newsletters. And of course, newsletters can be used in email marketing, but not all email marketing is newsletters. Yeah. And so um, the kind of newsletters that work best in real estate and have always worked best and still work best are personality newsletters. So yeah. the more you can show your personality in your newsletters, the more connected people will feel to you and the better your newsletters will work. Now you've got to start right. So when you put somebody on your newsletter list, uh, you could be you could be putting somebody on your newsletter list who doesn't know you. Maybe yep. you met them at you haven't even met them. Perhaps you you got a lead online, and so you kind of communicated back with them, put them on your newsletter list, and and essentially forget about them until they contact you back, or unless they contact you. Yep. And um, you know, those newsletters aren't, no matter what you send that person, it's not going to perform as well as if you had met that person, created some rapport, and then said, hey, I got this awesome newsletter. Um, I'll, try, you know, I'll try not to bore you with it. I try to put interesting stuff in there. Do you want to be on my list? And they say, yeah, you're going to have a leg up on continuing to enhance that relationship with your newsletters. If you, if you don't have that to begin with, there's not much to enhance. And so newsletters work the very best when you have created an initial relationship, when you have some rapport with people. Yep. And then you let your personality come out in a newsletter. And that's why sort of the commercial uh, salesy, you know, here's another listing. Here's my just sold. <laughs> yeah. uh, here's my company's awards. Those things aren't that interesting to people, as well as the kind of newsletters that, um, you know, here are. 10 ways to spruce up your living room, you know, and that's the email. Yeah. <laughs> um, I know that's an attempt to provide some more content yep. and, but again, it doesn't have any personality to it. Yeah. And then there's people who send stats. I, I actually, I, I should have shown, I should have brought some to show, but um, just a, a list of stats sent by email. And again, I'm kind of distinguishing email from, from snail mail. Yep. But a list of stats sent by email with no other explanation whatsoever is is junk mail and it'll be treated as such. And, it, and so you, you have to build personality into it. We've got one we've got one customer and I don't get everybody's newsletter by any stretch, but we've got one customer who sends uh, his emails are filled with political memes mm. Now, this isn't normally what I would consider something to put into a newsletter, but we, he took the whole personality thing to heart. And he is over the top, clear about his political leanings. And if you don't share his political leanings, you're not going to be interested in him. If you do yep. share your, his political leanings, boy, you're going to refer people to him. You're going to be his buddy. Yep. And so what he's doing works. Um, and you got to make that kind of commitment in your newsletters to to really accelerate the uh, the return on investment. Yeah, and that's... I, oh, go ahead. I was just going to say that's email newsletters, print newsletters, 
very similar. You don't want to, um, you don't want to just send marketing stuff. You don't want to send, you know, here's the latest things our office did. You know, here's our, our picnic that we had. It's, it's, you know, be appreciative, but be appreciative personally. Hey, thanks, Mary, for, you know, thanks all to my personal clients who came. Did you see what John did? You know, tell a little story. Um, but can I just talk about ROI for a second? Yeah, absolutely. That's I was going to ask you about that because a lot of agents get hung up on the cost and say, well, they don't get the return or they've tried it for a couple months and don't get a return. So I, I know you've been, you've serviced a lot of agents and I know you, you can track the numbers and, and, and can share that. So let's dive into that for sure. Yeah. And I, I made some notes here because I wanted to have the exact numbers. Um, yeah. So people ask me this all the time. You know, a lot of people will contact me before they subscribe to our newsletters and say, Hey, you know, how does it work? Yeah. Um, <laughs> You know, of course it works. And as I said, it works better when you do certain things and and make sure you're putting the right people on your list. It is a relationship building tool and you have to have a relationship to start with. Yeah. So it works less well, again, when you're just putting people at random on the list. Now, you should have the goal to build your list as big as you can. Yeah. And does that mean you need to have like personal, deep relationships with everybody who goes on your list? No. Yeah. Um, for example, if you farm a neighborhood of, of say 1500 people and you've knocked on all those doors, maybe you knock on those doors once a month or once every other month, you've introduced yourself and you've met people. Maybe of that 1500 person farm, you get 200, 300 people who you talk to that you build that kind of relationship with. Yeah. And you know, then you can put them on your, your email list and that will be more effective, more cost-effective, I guess, than sending them the snail mail. You can do it either way. But um, again, you've started a relationship and those people are going to be your better sources of business. And when we say source of business, we're talking about referrals and uh, repeat. Now, you and I know that people, especially today, they're not moving. And so we get, you know, we've got like every, I think the average is every 10 years now before someone moves. Yeah. you know, and that might even lengthen out longer. Who knows what's going to happen? But um, if you're sending newsletters to somebody and they're only going to be doing business every 10 years, um, you might think that's not worth it. Um, But most of the time, the business that comes as a result of newsletters is ancillary. It, It might be referrals. It might not even be referrals. It might just be sort of accidental. We've got a guy who, um, he called me. He was so excited. He said that uh, every month he sends out uh, a bulk mailing of something like 300 physical newsletters. And he said he got a call from a woman he didn't know. And she said, you know, I work at the post office and every <laughs> month your newsletters get delivered. And I, I pick one out and I read it. I hope you don't mind. That's awesome. Would you come and list my mother's house? Wow. So you just can't tell always yeah. where it's going to come from. Then you've got other people who, who call at random and say, yeah, a friend of mine says that, um, you know, I should give you a call and check you out, you know, to buy or something like that. And when you peel away the layers of the onion, you find out that friend is somebody who's been on your newsletter list. Did the newsletter result in that person? Most likely that newsletter resulted in them remembering you, feeling yep. connected to you enough to, to mention your name to this person. So you can't always track the specific instance where the newsletter resulted in the transaction, like in yep. the post office case. 
but it's doing the job of keeping you in that person's life, keeping, exactly. I call it keeping your foot in the door, Exactly. you know, so, so that you can be there. You have, you have a hundred percent chance of not winning their business. If they've forgotten you, yeah, 100%. you at least have some chance of winning their business if you're in front of them. And now in terms of cost, um, the average return on investment, I'm going to talk about email for a second only. Yep. Um, print newsletter, the, the return on investment is, is difficult to figure because of the cost of print. Some people mail it. Some people just hand it out in their right. farms. So I'm only going to talk about email right now. Uh, in the industry, the average email uh, return is $25 to $45 per dollar spent. Wow. So that's quite a range. Yeah. Uh, and it depends on what study you're looking at. Yep. But the numbers can be really considerably different in, in real estate. Um, consider this. You can, spend, you can send 2,000 newsletters a month for free through something like MailChimp. Yep. If you're using our service, our cost is $21 to $25 a month. Um, that's to send either two or three email newsletters, and you get the print newsletter with that. So it's, it's a nice little package. Yep. But let's just take the lower number, take $21 a month and multiply that by 12, 252. And you, you're, you're spending that per year on your newsletter. I think it's 252. And so you've got, um, so let's say that you've got an average commission of $6,000 and that's your, your personal net. Yep. So after your splits and office fees, that, that comes out to about $24 per dollar spent uh, if you get one transaction from your newsletter. <clears throat> so $24 is probably right in the middle of the average. Yep. But now with real estate, that's just one transaction. What if your newsletter results in two transactions? Now it's $48 per dollar spent. Yeah. Three transactions, $71 per dollar spent. These numbers might not mean anything to you right now, but that's $15,000 for sending a $252 a year product. So it's a tremendously cost-effective tool, um, no matter which way you slice it. So my, I always tell people my goal with the email newsletter is to get at least three transactions a year. I think that number's low, Yep, 100%. but it's a goal. So get three transactions a year from your newsletters. And you know, you, I don't know how you're going to track it. You're going to have to develop your own way of tracking. To me, tracking is asking. Yep. So how'd you hear about me? And then you can track it back if they referred, you know, if somebody referred them to you, then you want to, of course, contact that person and, and yeah. thank them and, and, and ask them. Um, I also really strongly believe in, in check-in calls. Every single person who gets your newsletter, let me backtrack on that. <laughs> you want to segment your list yeah. so that you have a, a, core a core group of people, say about maybe 300 that you would call behind always. So at least once a year, you want to give them a call. If you've got 2000 people on your list, you're going to have to segment. You can't call them all. Um, I, I want to uh, backtrack for that. Talking about that again, because you mentioned earlier about sending this to a smaller group of people who've actually requested and creating that warmer relationship, because I find that a lot of agents in my experience, the mistake where they say, well, I didn't got a good return. I spent a lot of money is because they're blanket sending it to everyone on their farm. And this is where that old school farming of just mass mail out something to everyone. And my strategy has been using your service and, and a number of things that I've developed over the years is that I'd rather have 200 people than 2000 people out of the 2000, you get the 200 people who put their hand up, who've requested, you've spoke with them. It's, it becomes more, uh, 
valuable to them when it's uh, an exclusive thing and not just something you just mail out every single month. And when you do that, it shifts the, the perspective on it. And then you can, like you said, you can make the phone calls behind it. You can add more to it and get more out of it. And a lot of agents who I've spoke with who've not had the success with, with uh, newsletters is usually the ones who've just mass mailed without any relationship, without any follow-up behind it, without anything else. And they're just hoping that that, that alone is going to get the, the business. But it is the next step. It's the adding in the, the relationships. It's the connection side that that's where you can catapult that return and get a, a massive return with a little bit extra work. And by having less people, it actually is less work because there's there's only few few people to follow up with and, and, and not as many people. So I think it's a good point that, that you got to have the follow-up with it to, to, to get more out of it. Yeah. It, it's, it's a, it's a strategy. It's not, you know, it's just not a thing, you know, it's a, it's you build a strategy around anything you do in order to increase your value of it. Yeah. Um, and you, you and your business, are you sending um, that 200 people, the snail mail version or an email version? So when we, when I was farming, uh, we did a hard copy version. So we did a, we combined it with a monthly, uh, sales report. So we did what homes were selling for. It was more than just, um, statistics. It was actually the sales. We had a, a letter that went in there plus the newsletter. Uh, I've had a, people that I've coached and trained who do digital end or hard copy. Uh, some people will do like the hard copy for their, their prime people who are, are the, the hotter list. Other people say, I'm not moving for five years. They'll send a digital copy. I also find it also depends on the age and the demographics. If you get an older demographics, they don't have email or don't, or don't want to do that. So sometimes we may do a hard copy for someone who's 80 years old and doesn't even have a computer. So it, it really depends. But we, when, we, when we were doing our farm, we split off and went from hard copy in our one farm, started a second farm and then did digital on that. And the return, you could totally see difference in the return on the investment. The return on the investment on the hard copy was way higher, better response, but it was easier and cheaper to get people on the, the digital copy, but it's, it's time and money to get the hard copy out there, but it's a good return. I can share my own numbers. Like in our farm, we started door knocking in September. We got our first, uh, we got people on our report right in that first few months. Uh, by January, we got our first deal. And then from January on and over the 15 months, we ended up doing 17 transactions and 10 of them came from people that were getting our report and getting our newsletter every month out of those 17 transactions. So it was a great return on investment. I know the return, we had a 22 times return on investment for every dollar we spent. So right in, in line with that. And we made $235,000 in commission in that 17 months from the predominantly was from the newsletter and, and the report. So it, it takes time, it takes effort, and it takes thought behind it, but can absolutely be worth every penny you spend. That's, you know, I love hearing that, um, the, the real data like that. Uh, it'd be nice if everybody tracked it that, <laughs> that carefully. Um, I do think that, too, I mean, your strategy, you're absolutely dead on. You know, you have to isolate and, and focus. Uh, there are people, we've got customers who send out five, 6,000 uh, new physical print newsletters. Wow. And the, you know, they, they are multi-million plus a year businesses. Yep. And so, you know, when we talk about spending money, it's, it's, it's all relative, right? Exactly. So, you know, 21, $20, $22 return on investment. If you're making, you know, $22, that's not very much, but if you're making $2 million, you know, yeah. that's a lot. So yeah. one of, one of the goals of, of doing any kind of, 
of newsletter, and we talked about this briefly, is is building the list size. Yes. And so even though in you know, you've got the farm strategy, which you're talking about, but if you're if you're not a person who wants to farm, yep. but you want to use kind of list building strategies that email marketers use, then you can certainly do that. Yep. Um it's not going to be as effective in email because people get junk email all the time. But uh, again, you know, it depends on how you started out with them. Put, give them a, a a welcome note, you know, say, tell them you want to put them on your list. Tell them, you know, tell them, thank you for contacting me. Exactly. Um, tell them, I know people don't make decisions right away, even when they start asking questions of agents. So you may not make a decision for a while, maybe even years, but I want you to keep me in your back pocket, you know, and then start sending the newsletter. You you started that relationship. Um, so again, it's kind of a numbers game and it's kind of a relationship game. Yep. Um, I would do in my mind, I would do both. I would build yes. my list. Every single person I started a relationship, everyone who walks through my open house, how many do I build rapport with? Yep. Maybe 10. If I've got a good open house, I've built some rapport with 10 of those or none of them are going to buy. None of them are going to sell. But those are 10 people that I could add to my at least my email list um, and, and say thank you and, and perhaps be the one that they call. The email doesn't cost you any more or not exactly. much more. If you get above 2000, it will. But um, that's something that a lot of agents don't think about is that if you go email wise, it doesn't cost you any more money or time to add someone else on. So everything you should be, everything you're doing should be going, how do I add people to this list? Whether they're hot or not, whether they're buying now or buying in five years, whether they're a cold lead or not, that was our strategy was going, okay, how do we get people on this report? How do we get people on our newsletter? How do we get people to, to do that? And when we were at open houses, we had a, because we had had a hard copy. So we had a copy of them there and we say, Hey, would you like to get a copy of our monthly report? It shows you what's happening in the neighborhood and you get a newsletter. And we'd have it at open houses. We would do it when we were door knocking. We would do it on social media. We were doing it for every chance we could get. We just, we reframed going, how do we add people to this list? Everything we did was to get people on to, to our list. And then we scaled up to another neighborhood. And then it was just adding as many people onto the digital copy. And we ended up having 1300 people on our, our digital uh, copy that we were sending it to. And we just tried to add as many people, but you have to be intentional with it. And I think that a lot of agents are haphazard or not really intentional with it. And the more, the, the sooner you get intentional with it, the, the better results you're going to see, but you have to be willing to go, okay, how do I add that? And like you said, you can do up to 2000 people for free. And it's, I mean, if you have 2000 people getting your report, you can afford to, to go up to the next level if you had to pay. So it, oh, absolutely. It's, it, it's well worth every penny and then the time to do it. And to add with the digital, it doesn't take any more work. If there's hundred people on there, a thousand people or 2000 people, you click send at the end, at the beginning of the month and it's done. So it, it, adding people, is just a time to input them into your database. And, and when you say intentional, I love that word. It's, it's, everything is about selling is intentional. It's intention. So your intention is to create, as I always say, enhance the relationship you started, yep. no matter how little that relationship was in the beginning, you're enhancing it through your newsletters and, and, and don't be shy about putting them on your newsletter list. It doesn't, it's not personal until it's, you know, they can tell you to go away. They can tell you they don't want your newsletters, whatever. It doesn't matter. Um, but, but definitely add people to your list. I, I see agents who, who, start out, you know, they've got their, their little mailing list and they say, you know, I can't afford to, to snail mail. I can't afford to print, but I, 
I'm going to invest in the email newsletters and I'm going to send those and they start out with 50, yep. you know, or 25 or 20 or whatever it is. Um, you're not going to get a return on that, that yeah. you can measure most yeah. likely. I mean, you might, um, but just in terms of sheer numbers, that's all we're looking at in terms of sheer numbers. You're not really going to get a return until you start building up the number of people that you're sending it to. So go out and build those relationships. Yep. And by relationship, we're not talking about best friends. We're talking about somebody you have rapport with. Yep, exactly. I think the other thing that a lot of agents skip, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, but that a lot of people use a newsletter as a standalone thing, or, or they think they should use it as a standalone thing. And for me, it was always been, that's kind of the central hub of your of your plan. And this is where some of the things I teach the agents is when I, I talk about strategy stacking is if you're doing local business interviews, have that in your newsletter. If you're doing social media, put a, a section in there about social media or join my Facebook page. If you're doing free guides or reports, put that in your newsletter. And the more things you've got kind of webs you've got connecting each other, the more you're going to connect with people, the more they'll see you're doing different things, the more they may find out about you on your website, but then they get your newsletter and now they find out about the, the podcast you run for the community, or they see that you at the, the school because you did a volunteering. You have to kind of use that as your central hub. And I, I tell people all the time, like the newsletter when done correctly with all those things in it will make it that much more impactful and that much more valuable. If, if you're just sending stats or just sending a recipe and you're not connecting it to your overall business, you're missing out on a lot of opportunity to tie that together and have people see you doing all of these things and find more opportunities. Yeah, that's a really great point. I call it the glue Yeah, um, because you're, you might be in one spot to one person one day and never, they might never see you again. Yeah. And then you're in this spot over here. And, and so you've got to, you've got to glue all those things together and your yeah. newsletter just does that to you. So it's, it should be just a no brainer, aspect of doing a real estate business is sending a newsletter and, and sending one that's personality based and that you have intention behind, um, you know, just triples, quadruples the results that you get. Exactly. And I, I want to dive into the, the personality part of it, because I think, again, that's a lot of agents are afraid to go that route. They're afraid of showing themselves of who they are to, to their, they have, they think they have to be a specific person or they have to show up in a suit and tie and they're afraid of kind of showing off their personality in my experience, and I know your experience too, is that the more your true authentic personality you can shine through in your, in your communications, the more likely you're going to find people who want to work with you. It makes it easier to do that. How can agents do that effectively if they're not comfortable? Because I find some agents are, are terrified of kind of stepping out of that. It's a really good question. And, and you know, just think about Zoom. You know, none of us wanted to be on Zoom yeah. two years ago, and now everybody's on Zoom. Um, it's just a matter of getting used to something, getting comfortable with it, realizing that most people don't care about you as much as you do. <laughs> yeah. Oddly enough, I mean, it's yeah. it's funny. They'll take whatever you give them. You you are whatever you show them. And yeah. so if you try to get inside their head and wonder what they want you to be, um, you, you won't succeed at, at just moving forward and, and being as big as you can be. The, the, the more you are yourself, the more, well, and the more you are yourself with a public face on it, um, the better you will do in your business because people are going to either resonate with that or yeah. not. Yeah. And um, you can't, if they don't resonate with you, it, don't spend any time on it anyway. I mean, you can send them their, your newsletter if you want, but um, it's like that example I gave earlier of the guy who sends the political memes. 
if you're on the other side of the spectrum, you're going to ignore him or you might read him and you might still laugh and you might yeah. say, well, you know, this guy's a good realtor, yeah. uh, despite his political leanings. Um, so I, I, I think you've got to um, try it and you'll be surprised how many people contact you back and say, I love your newsletters. Yeah. We, yeah, we used to get people all the time asking for them. If we missed it even a day, they're like, hey, I'm just wondering if you sent the newsletter. If we haven't got that yet, I'm, I'm looking for it. They really enjoy it. And one of the things we did, because we had a hard copy, because we did the, the neighborhood report plus the newsletter, we, uh, I think I talked about this a few years ago, is we created a binder up front. So when people got a copy of it, mm. so we would have a binder with a cover on it. And then we told people, hey, we're going to send this to you each month. Uh, keep the binder, hold on to it. You can keep them all in one place. And we hole punched it. And when we printed it, we paid extra to have it oh. hole punched. But then yeah. what happened was then they would hold on to it. Now it became this thing that people would keep. And we would go to our appointments and we'd show up and they'd, they'd have the binder on the shelf. It'd be sitting on the kitchen table because they physically were keeping it and holding on to it. So it became that much more valuable to them because there was a, a tangible thing that they were holding on to. That's why I find why I, that's part of why I like print print version versus digital. There, there's more invested in, in it from them and they loved to hold on to that. And then they could go back to it. And people were saying, Oh, I love it. I, I shared it. I've, I've given it to my daughter or my neighbor asked for a copy of it. So yeah, it's it definitely works. You made me think of something there. It's, it's like, I think I'd never do that. I'd never save that and stick something in a binder and put that on my shelf. I've got limited space. But, but what I tell people all the time is you can't approach your business the way you would yeah. do stuff always. I mean, you want your personality to come through, but you don't want to limit your, yourself to the way you do things. Yep. I would never do that. Well, look at the data. Ryan Smith does it and he gets you know X amount of closings a year, I think it's 17 a month, you said, or something. No, like 17, or was it, it, 17, 17 over 15 months. Yeah. Yeah. So, so you it, just look at the data, look at people who are doing it effectively and successfully and, and make that your model, not your own self doubts. Don't let those be your model. Um, so if he says, wow, this works or it worked for us, give it a try, yeah. you know, maybe it'll work for you. I'm always surprised when people contact one of our agents and say, I really love the article that you wrote about such and such. To me, that's, I would never probably read an article in a newsletter and then contact the agent to say, hey, I really liked that article. But people do it all the time. Yeah. Um, so you can't decide how you would do something and, and say that's the way everybody would do it. Yeah, exactly. And each person's business model is going to be different in what they want out of it. I have someone that I've coached, one of my first coaching clients, she still uses your, your service. She's been using it for years. She has about 170 people that she delivers her report to every month and she gets three to five deals a year. She's kind of semi-retired in the business. She makes 40 to $50,000 a year. And she said, I go out, print them off. It takes me a few hours a month. I print them out, drop them off. And this has now been six years and she's still continually doing deals after from that initial batch of people that she's just been getting. So it, and then there's people I know who are doing six multiple six figures in their farms from using your service or, or newsletters. And it's, it really, it's what you want to make it and it's how you decide to implement it and you can scale it to whatever size you want. And that's what the big part about this is if you do it correctly and you're willing to scale and build the things around it, you can make it something big. It's not just a, like there's some strategies. It's like, you're only going to get so many deals out of it. If there's only so many for sale by owners are going to be in your neighbor. There's only so many expires, but with a newsletter, you can scale that up to as big or small as you want. So I want to talk about the direct response side of things, because I think that's another part that agents don't mm. get. And that's something you and I both 
appreciate it and, and uh, are, are uh, believers in. So can you share with our viewers kind of what direct response marketing is and, and how that relates to real estate? You know, direct response marketing was kind of a buzzword, um, you know, a number of years ago. And it's like everything now, you wouldn't even do it if it didn't have direct response marketing in it. <laughs> yeah. um, direct response marketing simply means that you're, you're doing some sort of a marketing piece that you're trying to get a response back on. And so usually we think of that now as a call to action. And so the calls to action that you want to build into your newsletter um, in our printed version, in our printed version, we use a free report still. Yep. And, and really, it's just an article, but people like the idea of free. They like the, the idea that there's something focused um, on a specific topic that they feel like is going to give them more information. Could they get the same information online on a blog post? Absolutely. But we use a little QR code now so that they can read that. Now, in the old days, we would say to them, contact the agent. Mm -hmm. And that's the direct response piece of it. But, but these days, it's like any kind of call to action that gets them to take an action. Yeah. So if they will you know, pick up their phone and use the QR code or click the link or whatever it is to open that report, yay, we've, we've taken an action. There's also... Um, you know, search for listings on, so on your email newsletter, you'll have buttons. Yep. You'll also have links to interesting articles or interesting content. Um, but it's that element of interaction that you want to create that, that says, I'm, this isn't just a passive thing. I'm, I'm handing you here. There's something you can do um, that you can reach out to me. You can get more information about something. Um, direct response, you know, like when you think of direct response mail, you think of sending a postcard to somebody with a free offer on it. And you, yep. I think Ryan, you do something, not a postcard, but you do something where you're offering something free initially. And that's the yep. classic direct response tool. Yep. Get this thing for free. And then I can start communicating with you. Well, we know that we all know that now we, we, we know that. And so we have higher expectations for that relationship. So if I'm going to reach back out to you, I got to feel like there's something coming back to me in return. Exactly. Um, so I guess direct response has both become more something that we all expect now, and it's become more challenging to do it well. I find in, in our industry that there's a lot of agents who still don't get it and are still just doing the self-promotion type marketing. And I've seen many agents, someone I won't say names, but someone posted in a Facebook group uh, saying, Hey, just create a new sign. Uh, what do you think? Or a new, new marketing piece. And it was just their name and a slogan. And I was like, well, you're missing like a call to action. There's no offer there. There's no, you're not getting them to put their hand up. And so many agents do that. And it's like, you're missing out on an opportunity. If you're sending something to someone, if you're sending out a postcard, if you're mailing something to someone and you're not asking for them to put their hand up, you're not asking to take some next step, you're missing out on an opportunity to further the relationship, to get them to do that. And I know I'd, one of my coaching clients, she was sending out recipes every month that she sent it out for like nine or 10 months, got nothing from it. She said, I got no leads, no nothing. And I sat down and said, okay, well, what have you been sending? And I looked through it and I said, you haven't asked anyone to do anything. She's like, well, what do you mean? I said, you haven't asked them to take any steps. You haven't offered them anything. And she's like, oh, I didn't think anything about that. And then, so I said, well, let's try this. And we did a report and we did a guide. And then we did the newsletter and she sent it out the first time. And she got, I think it was like 21 people that signed up for it. And she sent it out again. And I think it was to like 1100 homes. From that. Sent it out again. It got 17 the next time. And then she got 19 the next time. And I said, she was like mind blown going, I have 30 or four, four or 60 leads almost. I had no idea. And I said, right, because if you're just, 
sending out something without asking anyone to take a step, you're missing an opportunity. And that's why in the newsletters, it's great to have the call to actions. It's great to use direct response to get people to get the report or to get mm-hmm. your newsletter because you want them to put their hand up. You want them to take action. And without that, you're, you're just hoping that they remember you. You're hoping that they, that they connect that name next time. And that's where a lot of old school farming has been based on. It was just send out enough stuff people remember. And I said, if you get people to put their hand up, that's where you're going to make the money. People are, people want to be, I, I also teach a lot of what I call open-handed selling. And in that we, we talk about how people really want you to be the hero they're looking mm. for. So we all want that really awesome mechanic. We want that really great plumber. We want to know that we got a person to call that is going to handle it hands down. They want you to be the realtor that they don't have to worry about, that they know is going to yeah. take care of them. They, they've heard horror stories. You're not that person. Um, they may not want you right now, but when they need you, they're going to want you. Um, so you have to be their hero um, and you have to let them know that, that, that you're their hero. So yep. you provide them lots of really great, interesting content, but unless you're, unless you're also in your newsletters, demonstrating your capabilities, you're missing half the, half yep. the, uh, half the battle, half the, the yep. product, I guess. And by tying in the other stuff, it makes it easier to, sell yourself and the other stuff. If you're just out there saying how great you are, that alone can turn some people off. But when you connect it with the stories and the the information and the the stuff that you do in your newsletters, it creates a a much more balance in your business. And that's one of the things I I teach is I call the scope method and it's creating a balance in your marketing. And it stands for self-promotion, community, online, offline, prospecting and education. And in order to create a real balance in your business and your strategies, you have to make sure you're doing all of those things. And so many agents are doing one of those things. Well, they may be great at self-promoting, they may be great at prospecting, they may be great at education, but until you kind of master all five of those, you're going to be missing a lot of business. And when you can learn to put them together, then you get more of it. Your newsletter does a great job at that. It does a great job at self-promoting. It does a great job at tying in the community. It does a great job at doing an offline and off- online if you're using digital and not. It does a great job at prospecting if you use it correctly. And then it does a great job at educating. So the right strategies should be kind of encompassing all of those or as many of those as you can. And a good newsletter will do that. And that's why I love yours so much. Yeah. And and, you know, by contrast, too, I'm, it's nice that you teach the whole the holistic approach to building your business instead of the stabbing, you know, here's a great strategy to get more leads. Yeah. Um, yeah. You got to remember to ask for business. Yeah, it's it's stitched in and, and it's got to be done right. And when it's done tastefully and tactfully, you, you can see a lot of it. So before we wrap up, just can you share with people what your your services and products are? Because I've been talking a lot about what you are. Can you just tell a bit about because I mean, I know what you do and what yeah. you offer. So kind of give us the, the quick pitch on, on what it is you guys we're, do. We're really simple. Um, we do one thing and we do real estate newsletters and it's um, we don't have a lot of complexity in that product. We have a printed version of the newsletter and you can buy that printed version for $13 a month. We don't make it expensive. Um, you know, we used to say it's the Netflix model, you know, where yeah. we make our income on the fact that we provide a service for as many people as we can. We want you to be able to use the newsletter over and over. We don't want to make it so expensive that it's onerous for you. Um, we added on to that the email version. So we have a what we call our friends and farm email version and our leads and network email version. 
And um, the Friends and Farm is much like the printed newsletter. It's, it's um, very little real estate content, just uh, interesting, interesting content, smart content that gets people engaged and, and interested yep. and stays uh, staying in contact with you. Um, and that's, like I said, that's the same as the printed one. We, we, you get two email newsletters with that because, um, you know, email is email and it goes in, in one eye and out the other. Uh, so twice a month is ideal. And that is a $21 a month program. So that's two emails in one print. And then the leads and network is a little bit more real estate and finance oriented because, you know, some people just aren't comfortable, comfortable with the level of non real estate information yeah. in the one newsletter. Um, and so we provide the leads and network and that's three newsletters a month because they're a little bit shorter mm -hmm. and they're meant to just, you know, pop in a little topic, drop a little topic into, into their inbox three times a month. And you also get the printed newsletter. So you can still do your, your farming and so forth with that. And that's 25 a month. So 25 for the three, 21 for the two and 13, just for the print only. It's and we're penny. at fastnewsletters.com. Awesome. Yeah, it's worth every we penny. We call them it's... fast, by the way. People always say, why do you call them fast newsletters? And we original, our original thought process was, well, we want you to send something personal, but it's a lot faster to use our newsletters than to create something from scratch. So you can exactly. personalize our newsletters. You can send them as is if you just don't have time. They're ready to go. Yeah. Um, but if you've got time to personalize them, it's the fastest way to do it. That's what I love. It's the base model where you can add on to if you want to. You can edit in. That's, again, some of the things I teach in my training is how to use your newsletter and then add on to it using business interviews and other articles and things like that and creating a little more in-depth uh, layers onto it. So it's yeah, awesome yeah, product. Yeah. So if you, uh, if you were to wrap up and give our viewers uh, one last piece of advice, what advice would you give them? Um, consistency, consistency, consistency. Yeah. No matter what you do, even if you don't use my newsletters, do whatever you're doing, do it consistently and try and be there, be present for it. Um, I'm not a big fan of completely automated marketing. Yeah. Um, it's okay to automate, but you also need to be present. You need to be the, you know, the, the wizard behind the curtain, so to yeah. speak. So consistently and being present. Yeah, that's so impactful and, and so important. Again, I, this is almost 90 episodes I've recorded and that the number one advice is consistency. It's just that if you can, you can take anything home, just be consistent with what you're doing. So we always wrap up with the best book. So what's one book you'd recommend that's had an impact on your life or you think would have an impact on our viewers? Yeah. So I knew you were going to ask that. So um, <laughs> I, I, I had to put it, I had to put it in front of me. So I'd remember it. It's never split the difference by Chris Voss. Um, I love this book. It is um, it's a guy who does uh, hostage negotiations and he has written the book on how to negotiate from his perspective as a hostage negotiator. And it's very story oriented um, in his, uh, in his uh, method mm -hmm. and his methodologies are not what you would expect somebody from the Harvard Business School to tell you, <laughs> but from the practical trenches of what works. And so I think you would love it if you read it. So yeah, never split book. the difference. Awesome. We'll put that in the show notes so our viewers can check that out. I've read it personally. I just think Linda, before we started that it's something I should definitely reread again because it's a, an excellent book and great, great refresher and, and not even a refresher, just a reframe how to, how to negotiate. So that's great. So how can our viewers again, one last time, check out what you're up to, connect with you and, and find out more about uh, what you guys do. Yep. Fastnewsletters.com. Reach out to us there and um, there's contact, contact there. You can contact me at Linda at fastnewsletters.com if you'd like to contact me directly. And um, 
you know, we, we, we've got some blog posts that you might find interesting. I think you'll probably find as much or more on Ryan's uh, blog. So um, whatever, it's all good. Just, just get out there and do business. And again, I, this is my, I give you guys rave reviews all the time. I get zero, nothing from it. I don't get any kickbacks from you guys. There's nothing from, I just love the product. I've been using it for, like you said, years. And it's just, I, there's very few services that I, I rave about as much as you guys. And it's awesome product and I've never been disappointed. So if you need a newsletter or thinking about switching or, or want a, just a second opinion or just getting started, it's an awesome product to get started with. And like I said, very affordable and, and easy to use. So thank you for supporting us and, and being and being in knowing me for as long as you have and, and, and helping out. Uh, so thank you for being on the show. I know our viewers will get a lot out of this. And if they do apply the strategies and, and put newsletters into the business, they can actually absolutely see a big difference in their farm. Yeah. All right. Awesome. Take care. Thank you very much. Bye. Thanks for checking out today's episode. If you'd like more videos like this, be sure to sub like and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Check out our Facebook page and our other social media channels. Looking forward to bringing you more great content like this and happy farming.